Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from South Sondole. You know, um, I was having a discussion with one of my co-workers uh, about culture and stuff, and I always speak from the perspective of uh, of my own, well, I don't know if you want to call it culture, but I got to speak from the perspective of my color, and it just implies culture. So, you know, I mean, that's the category by which, by which I am perceived. So, you know, I can't really be um, detach myself from that because as I move through the earth, move through life, I'm perceived as a member of a certain caste based on my appearance. So, hey, I I'm going to have to be loyal to that because uh, based on the shared experience somewhat, I can't escape it. I can't escape it. So what else are you going to do? I can't escape it. Right? Can I escape it? Can I escape my appearance? No, I cannot. So I cannot escape how I'm perceived. You know? Um, Kanye West said it very well. But um, it doesn't matter if you're in a Mercedes. You know? Uh, it doesn't matter even if sometimes uh, whatever your titles or your degrees are. You're still overtly visually perceived as a member of a certain caste. So, um, it, it, you know, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than, uh, you know, it's bigger than the government. It's bigger than the corporations. It's bigger than, you know, it's a whole concerted effort. Uh, well, it's a whole, not concerted effort. I'm sorry. It's a whole, <laughs> let me see. It's a whole, um, it's a multitude of variables. I like the word variable because I don't have a better word. So there's a lot of variables that bring this into being. Um, it's not unique to the experience of my color. It's not necessarily, not necessarily unique. Caste systems exist in other, um, not just Western environments, not just Eastern environments, but just about almost every area um there's always going to be somebody that is considered an other there's always going to be somebody that's considered whatever whatever and um fortunately you know being uh thrust into environments like work environment or school environments you're thrust into environments where you're able to interact with other cultures and Thankfully, those have been on a um, mostly positive and 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 and, and, and uh, constructive basis. You know where I was able to um, not be immersed, but get a look into other people's cultures and, and realize that you know we're all you know we're all really <clears throat> doing the same thing. I need to get some gas before I run out of gas out here. Come on, man. So, um, I was having a discussion with someone, uh, with a young man. He's from a, a culture that's a little more, he's from an Eastern culture that is pretty rigid, <laughs> um, pretty restrictive. Um, and uh, I would say that 
overall I'm from a Western culture even if I'm from a I'm from a rural community but I subscribe to a Western culture of how I pursue liberties and freedoms and property and um, boundaries and things of that nature you know um, a more liberal I would say environment a more liberal culture Western culture you know whatever more liberal and um, we had a conversation and it touched on basically freedoms, you know, your kind of your social freedoms, basically. And I was like, you know what, people from Eastern cultures, they're probably able, well, and this is not ubiquitous, this is not all around, I don't want to use the wrong word. This is not universal, nothing is absolute, okay, but let's talk about immigrants, Immigrants is a funny thing, somewhat like the traditional immigrant. The traditional immigrant has to, you know, that migrates legally, has to prove their usefulness. In addition, the, whoever is sponsoring them to come to this country has to pr 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 um, provide information regarding financial support. So... Whoever ends up coming to America, they're not just like coming empty-handed. For the most part, they either have to have some kind of they're vetted, you know, the, the way how the the way how the traditional conventional legal immigration system works. You're, you know, you're you're you're, you're vetted to determine that okay, you know what? If you fall on your face, your family or whoever sponsoring you is going to be able to financially support you. You're not going to just come here and be totally dependent upon uh, the, 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 the citizens or the residents or whatever of America to supply your sustenance, right? So, um, the people, so as a result of that, the people that are coming here aren't just like anybody. Like, what I mean, they're not from the most impoverished economic strata. They're pretty much middle class in they're coming from the middle class and the upper class of their source country. They're coming from the middle class, the upper class, managerial class, business class of their country. They're not coming from, you know, it's like the homeless guy is not going to get a visa. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, 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 the prisoner is not going to get a visa. You know, the people at the lowest economic strata are not going to get the visas. So when we observe immigrants in america and we're saying oh well you know the immigrants come here and they make it happen and they do this and and they achieve this and they achieve well the reason why they achieve that and the reason why they are more have a greater propensity to do this and that is because they come from the middle class or the upper class they're upwardly mobile for the most part they were upwardly mobile and now this transition of them leaving their home country coming to America is another step in them trying to move themselves up so you know um, anyhow so so it kind of makes sometimes it makes people who are um, uh, people who are natural born natural you know natural born people of America people juxtapose an immigrant with an American regarding work ethic and all these other things and without factoring in the fact that 
you're comparing this person to the whole of the whole country, the whole average of the country. While this person comes from the average middle class and up, upwardly mobile castes, sectors of the country. You know, when you're comparing the whole of America, you're comparing the upper class, the middle class, and the working class. Which is the same which is a nice way to say poor. But but the immigrant that you're comparing, who they who who if they are an immigrant that comes through the legal channels like you know previous years, um you would be comparing you'd be only selecting from the middle and the upper class. So it's not a fair apples to apples comparison. Anyhow, stick a pin in that and moving along. So we're talking about restrictive countries, you know, and I was I was still in my little bias, I guess, just based on based on the what I just the assessment that I just made regarding the comparison of people in a Western society versus people who are immigrants or you know let's say from an Eastern culture or from any it doesn't even have to be from an Eastern culture. It could just be from anywhere. They're coming from the middle and the upper class, the managerial class, whatever you want to talk about. So the people that come from those groups are probably more conservative than the average person in their country and in America. But guess what? Only those conservative people get to come here. And I'm not making, I'm not talking about conservative regarding American culture politics. Now, we confuse conservative politics. The term conservative is used in a political way, but conservative, you know, in the context that I'm using it right now, is making reference to cultural conservatism. They kind of overlap a little bit, but yeah, that's what I mean. You know, they want to hold on to their traditions. They believe in um, two-parent households, Maybe multi generational households, uh, respecting the elders, um, following tradition, you know, uh, you know, shame, a lot of shame. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of social pressures circling around shame. That's how you keep people in line. That's in my opinion. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of flexing. You know. Oh, my child goes to to Princeton. Oh, my child goes to Harvard. Oh, my child, he's you know, is a doctor, a scientist, uh, a lawyer, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. He works at NASA or he works at Tesla or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So there's that social pressure right there. That's that that classism, that social pressure, that that ooh, that 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 flexing. You know, everybody want to flex. Does effects. So the um um so I mean I gotta get some gas so I'm gonna stop recording soon enough. But the um yeah what I was saying is that listen the family structure is very important and like I was saying I was having a discussion with one of my co-workers and I was asking him oh I said his brother had two daughters I said oh do the daughters have any kids he said no they're not married yet. They were 20-something-something something years old. So I said, do they have any kids yet? His immediate knee-jerk response was, they're not married yet. He comes from a conservative culture where 
children are not even a factor unless they're married. It's not even, it doesn't even compute. It doesn't even compute. It doesn't even register. Now, in a Western society, which I'm from, I, I was thinking to myself, what are you talking about? I didn't ask you if they're married. I asked you if they had any kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So his conservative, traditional, um, disciplined, uh, you know, frankly, culture doesn't permit that, doesn't compute that, doesn't register that, any kind of uh, extramarital reproduction. Maybe, yes, there's coitus, but reproduction? Nah. No, not happening. It's not going to be allowed. It's not going to be acceptable. It's going to be ashamed, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be, um, whatever. That person's going to be ostracized, possibly. That person is not going to, nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Anyhow, yo, stick a pin in that. Let me, hopefully, I'll come back psychologically to this. Okay, I'm back. Oh man, there's so much traffic at the gas station. It's crazy. The um so what what I was saying was um you know the the people who are uh, the people the immigrants were that we observe and we juxtapose ourselves against and feel so bad about I'm an immigrant anyway, but you know the, the, the immigrants that we juxtapose uh, Americans, Westerners, Westerners, you know, liberal Westerners, free, free people against are, were already upwardly mobile. They're already moving up. They already had a plan on coming up. They already had a plan on flexing. They already had a plan on trying to make something out of themselves and working hard and whatever, you know, they had they already had that work ethic. And this doesn't, this is not an absolute because, you know, I know. There's immigrants who are criminals. There's immigrants who are just like, you know, don't really have any aspirations for themselves either. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, they just wanted to get here and whatever. But, you know, anyhow, I'm talking only about immigrants that the Department of Naturalization or whatever it's called has vetted and allowed to come legally. Um. So, anyhow, I was talking about the black experience somewhat and he's he's from a restrictive eastern country and and uh you know the black experience i mean we're basically african-american whatever you want to call it let's just use african-american since it's the popular phrase even though a lot of people are discarding that part and taking the african out because they're not born in africa so well, you know <laughs> You know, I'm not, technically they're not African American. Elon Musk is African American. He was born in South Africa. The black people in America are not born. Most of them are not born in Africa. They're not African Americans. They're just Americans. They just or the black Americans, right? So black people now, but you know, like I said, it's a caste system. So whatever, whatever you appear as, it's like it's like uh, it's like what the definition of a word is. You know what I mean? Like. What is the understood definition of a word? That's what, you know, the colloquialism or whatever the word is. It's a colloquialism or, 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 or what's, what's the most popular connotation of a word? That's the definition of that word in that environment. Anyhow, um... So, uh, <laughs> what am I saying? Like, look at this. 
I was just looking at some statistics. I should have known this actually. Now, now I have a little more introspection. Sometimes I confuse Hinduism with Buddhism. But now I just realize Buddha is Buddha and Hinduism is something else that's like Shiva and um, you know the other ones and I don't know, uh, you know Vishnu and you know Shiva and Vishnu, they're, 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 they're Hindus, and then you got Buddha, and he's Buddhism. Buddhism is Buddha. So, you know, but I get them confused sometimes. Um, oh, so what I'm saying is um, restrictive conservative uh, people, they're going to produce more financial, economic, um, I don't know. I want to say they're, they're more successful. That's, that's what I want to say. People are gonna get offended, but hey, man, look at it. Look at it. Look at. Check the scoreboard. Check the scoreboard. Don't 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 go by me and don't get offended by what I'm saying. It's not said to offend you. But people who are more conservative, but uh, conservative is not the right word. People who are focused on becoming upwardly mobile. Let me take out the conservative part of it. People are concerned with becoming upwardly mobile. That's where they go. Yeah, let me retract the conservatism portion. Let me retract some of the cultural conservative portion. Nothing I say is in absolute, though. But people are focused on upward mobility. And that's what actually my, 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 my discussion is proving. Because, like I said, the immigrants that got vetted and came here, they were already upwardly mobile. They were coming from the middle class, which was trying to be upwardly mobile. They're coming from the upper class, the managerial class, which is trying to be upwardly mobile. That's why when they come here, they move up because they were already trying to get up. They're not necessarily conservatives. No, but they're focused on upward mobility. They're not focused on complacency. They're not focused on being comfortable inside their downtrodden, impoverished condition. They're not uh, focused on just sustenance, basic sustenance. They're focused on going to the next level. They're focused on flexing. They're focused on getting that social clout. Yes. You know, they're focused on that social clout. They're focused on the flexing. They're focused on upward mobility. Um, and they were already so where wherever they're coming from. And the only reason they seem exceptional in America is because they're selected from that class versus comparing them to the whole population. Now, if you compare them, their whole population demographic regarding um, uh, upward mobility, uh, vision, you know, I mean, uh, intent on upward mobility, then you'll see they're just like people in America where there's a certain, um, uh, what is it, cycle of poverty, generational poverty, and you're going to see the same things or you're going to see a lot of the same ills. You're going to see alcoholism. You're going to see drug use. You're going to see um, a premarital reproduction, you know, because it takes a lot of resources to take care of a child. And you realize that, you know, especially when you become a parent, 
when you're picking them up. I just saw somebody making a joke on Instagram. They said, what do 30 and 40 year old people do? And the guy responded, he said, well, you know, we spend a lot of time in our cars. We spend a lot of time picking up our kids. We spend a lot of time dri- dropping them off. We spend time driving to work. We spend while driving home. And then we spend a lot of time in our cars just sitting down in the car, just trying to prepare ourselves to go inside of the house. <laughs> so, listen, it takes a lot of energy resources or whatever to be a parent. And the children need a lot of attention and support, especially this environment where one income is not going to be able to provide you with anything they just released the statistics that it takes something like um you, you, you're going to need to make over a hundred thousand dollars to be able to afford a home in america the average person needs to make over a hundred thousand dollars to afford a home in america now that's not most people and that's terribly unfortunate so imagine you're owning a home and you're raising a family you know so anyhow, um, I think um, it's unfortunate that people that are relegated to my demographic, I I guess I'm biased and I'm hard on us because the Stoics say be hard on others and uh, le- be hard on yourself and lenient with others. Because who are you concerned about saving their soul? You want to save your own soul, right? So you want to save the soul of yourself and you want to save the soul of your family. I mean, you know, in the, in that social sense that I'm referring to it. You can only save your own soul. That's valid. Um, but you can't hold others to a higher standard. You shouldn't hold others to a higher standard. So I really observed that we have a lack of desire for social mobility in my demographic. Well, uh, exceptional lack because I'm looking at the stats and I'm looking at the statistics. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the Pew Research and all these things and i see a lot of self-medication which is a result of trauma just released a report that you know racism you know stuff like that you know can cause um certain kind of psychological whatever effects so whenever the media is putting out these things and saying these conditions are so and so and so forth it's not just flowing over like water it's also creating a certain kind of mindset so now if you have an upward mobility mindset now you can possibly break out of that, in my opinion. And that's what guys like Thomas Sowell, uh, Thomas Sowell, John McWhorter, um, you know, uh, what's the good doctor, doctor, whatever his name is, whatever his name is, doctor, doctor. You know who I'm talking about? Trump's doctor, man. The, the, the brain surgeon guy. You know, that's what these guys talk about. Upward mobility. The guy who's the brain surgeon, doctor, whatever his name is. He was raised by a single mother, poor. Eventually worked his way up to become a brain surgeon. You know what I mean? So if you have that mindset that you're going to get up and you're going to work your way up and you're going to make it no matter what, of course there's going to be stumbling blocks and there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be resistance. Um, But for the most part, um, you can kind of manifest somewhat your um, exit. But if you have more of a self-medication, complacency, stagnation type of mindset that you're going to stay there and deal with it and self-medicate and enjoy and glorify the ghetto. And that goes back to the Rick James song. Did I talk about Rick James song? I want to talk about Rick James song, but I'm not going to get to talk about it today because I got to go. But um, Rick James says, When I was a young boy, growing up in the ghetto, hanging out on corners, singing with the fellas, Looking for some cute chicks, 
trying to find some big fun, looking for some trouble. To anyone who gave me some, I was crazy in the ghetto. Didn't know what my life could be. But anyhow, you gotta listen to the song. It's a, it's so introspective. He said, "I was all so lazy. Something had a spell on me." And then later on in the song, he says, "Where's the place you like to funk? Where's the place you like? But where's the place? Where's the place you're from?" He says, "The where's the place you're from, and where's the place you like to funk?" So it's a fun place. You can make it a fun place, but it's not a good place. It's still not a good place. So you self-medicate and you can stay in the same spot and suffer and never be upwardly mobile and move out of that situation. But he also says, do you think I was man enough? Do you think I was strong enough? Do you think I was smart enough? Do you think that I want to get out? Go listen to the song because I can't talk right now. I got to go.